everyone back to Weekend at Berkman's show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Hello, folks. <laughs> nice one. Okay. All right, well, we're two weeks uh, <laughs> since our last pod, thanks to Mark's uh, boondoggle to Thailand. So uh, we were... I think we were trying to do an, an, our first international on location, maybe uh-huh. the second one promised by Mark, but uh, fell through again. That's okay. Uh, time zones were not in my favor. Zones, yeah. yeah, time zones yeah. a little tricky, yeah. uh, especially when you got to work a little bit for that trip. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just, I wanted, I, I think you're pretty familiar, Mark, with that corner of the world, but uh, uh-huh. maybe you can give our listeners just a, feel for what it's like to be in a place like thailand big city like bangkok uh what's the what's the highlight and the low light of that trip to thailand for you yeah no thanks um i i don't think there's a a very good way to help somebody that's never been out of the contiguous 48 understand uh the intensity of and the uh, of the, the the density of people uh, that exists in, in Bangkok. And I, and I, I mean that in, in nothing but uh, just a statement of fact of how many people there are in such a small area, which then uh, brings about joys in the traffic world uh, in that uh, it's, you know, traffic is terrible, uh, all except for the hours of 1 to 2 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, I, I went, you know, the equivalent of about two miles in an hour and a half in a cab one day. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. It only costs like $4 because everything is quite um, inexpensive. Exchange rates are currently in our favor. Uh, but anyway, it just, it is, it is a wonderful place. It's a, it's a very unique place. Highlight for me is the, uh, the amount uh, the, of diversity of food options. The, uh, you can get anything from, any of the Asian varietals like Japanese and Korean and Thai, clearly, uh, to amazing Argentinian food. I ate at two Michelin-starred restaurants, uh, an Italian Ooh. restaurant. Oh, yeah. And uh, a place that's known for its Peking duck, so a Chinese restaurant. Um, so to me, that's the highlight. Just the, the amazing intensity and the amount of places to eat that are fantastic and very, very inexpensive um even the michelin star yeah yeah i think five of wow. us ate there for less than a hundred bucks i mean it was cool. total i mean total so you know 20 bucks a person um and that's you know with service charge and tax and all nine yards so i mean it was uh really inexpensive and i again don't get me wrong i understand some of that's exchange rate related but it, it was uh the food was just phenomenal um low light um, it just, it is crowded. Uh, it is extremely crowded. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people and a lot of construction and buildings as far as the eye can see and skyscrapers and it just goes on and on and on and on. Um, and that to me is, that's a lot coming from, you know, where we currently have our homestead here in the you know, great state of Texas with not a lot of people. I think there's more cows around us than there are people, uh, it's a bit of a challenge. That's all. It's just a lot of people. I forgot, you know, again, I haven't traveled internationally since pre COVID. So that was a lot of people. 
Yeah, anyway. it's uh, it's hard to explain. I had a chance when I did my fake MBA uh, to go over to Beijing, and it's mm. it's hard to explain to people what it's like to to be in traffic for an hour or two and never leave the city. Like you Correct. have that many skyscrapers oh, yeah. and density, and you know, ten mm-hmm. to twenty million mm-hmm. person cities are average. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. just. It's just a whole nother world. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Would it, would it surprise you to, to know, or for these to potentially be facts that it's either, uh, or both the number one city in the world or the number one visited city in the world? Both of those would shock me. Um, I would have thought something like, uh, I don't know, a, a city in India or maybe Tokyo or I'm trying to think of a Rio type city would have more London. population. Population. Oh, population. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. I was uh, thinking no. visited. I was no. thinking London. Number one, it, according to what you look at on Google, there's more than one article that'll say it's it's either one, it's one of the best cities in the world. And also one of the most visited, which I did not know. Mm. I've, I've not not had the chance to go there, I, but that uh, I can I can attest to the fact that the airport was very busy. Obviously, post COVID, and I think Thailand's just now coming out of their, um, you know, some of their their COVID management. Um, it was it was busy, but I I've been there before, and I remember saying to myself it was busier. And again, this is like the 2020, 2019 time frame, but it was busy, definitely. I, that, but that that shocks me. I, I'm surprised. That, it would be number one in either of those categories. And again, not saying that wasn't heavily populated and lots of people, I'm just surprised. And then as the number one place for tourists to fly or people to fly to, that seems, I'm not saying it wouldn't be up there, but no way number one. I wouldn't have thought number one. I'd have lost money on that. I guess the real question we didn't ask is, Mark, did you get chicken wings? <laughs> I mean, you know, we weren't, you know, Memphis clearly cap uh chicken wing capital of the world, but um I did not get chicken wings. I did get pizza from a Michelin starred restaurant, and I will tell you the pizza was phenomenal. Just a plain Jane pepperoni pizza. I'm gonna go out on the limb and say top three pizza I've had in my entire life. Let me let me get this correct. You went yep. to a Mission Star restaurant and you ordered somebody. Pizza. Yes, can somebody, we? It's an Italian restaurant. Italian restaurant, and a local said, "Try the pizza. You will not be disappointed." And I'm like, "Come on! Like this is a fancy Italian restaurant." I even mm. looked at the waitress that you know spoke, and again, I, I I say all this with nothing but respect, but it's like spoke really really good English, and I said, "Hey, here's the deal. Like somebody told me." I should order the pizza here. And I see all these other amazing entrees. She's like, oh, yeah, no, people come here from all over the place just to get the pizza. I'm like, okay, hook me up. I was like, is there something special I should do? She's like, no, just get the pepperoni pizza. And it did not disappoint. It was fantastic. I mean, it really was. May have just uh, jeopardized the credibility of everything that was said before this but uh how i mean <laughs> how you know there are more kfcs though that you can shake a chicken leg at oh man in, in kfc over uh, there it is i have it on good chain. authority 
I have it on good authority that KFCs outside the U.S. are actually fantastic. Yeah. Um, so oh, fancy, you, even fancy. You could have you could have got some real wings while you were there. Some some boneless. I know. But, uh, Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, but, you know, um, I, I will say one of my favorite meals was at an authentic Thai restaurant. I mean, from beginning to end, all the way ending with the uh, mango sticky rice with mango ice cream. I I could have bathed in that stuff and eaten, you know, 10 more bowls of it. It was fantastic. Mango sticky rice. Amazing. Anyway. Okay. Bangkok. Give it a whirl. Okay. Well, we look forward uh, to when you travel to Rome and say you had some of the best pad thai you've ever had. <laughs> That'll be fun. Uh, uh, India, we do need India to address... India. Hey, okay, I, I look hey. forward to going to India and giving you some updates there too. Maybe we do an on location. There. <clears throat> okay, maybe. Maybe we can do that while you're in traffic. You should okay. have some time. <laughs> uh, we do need to address something on here. I, you okay. know, I look to you as on the forefront of of condiments. Um, mm. you, you taught me about the uh, the uh, horseradish and barbecue combination mm. at Rudy's. Uh, I think you've got some pretty dynamite combinations from from Chick Fil A and Taco Bell. But why do they yep. call you the "I'll try any condiment once" guy? What's what's the uh, what's the backstory behind that? Whoa, you did some research here. Uh, my thing is, I think the sauce is that PC, huh? Is oh, it yeah. PC? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, it's just it's just I love. Uh, I think the sauce, um, you know, is one of the unheralded accoutrements that goes with a meal. And if you don't uh, give it a whirl, um, or, or at least you know branch out and try it, you're I think you're giving up a, a big um, a big piece of the overall meal experience. So I'm a big I will try any condiment once. That is what I'm I've known as, and I, I have tried many condiments the world over. Condiments the world over. Um, I don't know. I love this. I love sauces. And then if I find okay. something I like, I try to go find them at the store where you can buy them or kind of try to cajole said restaurant uh, into giving me large quantities of uh, the, the the condiment that I've come to know and love. Yeah, well, it was yeah. not as exciting as I thought it'd be. That's it. I, I mean, that's I all it is. For sauce. I love I sauce. I live for sauce as well. Yeah. So let's let's try to keep the uh, listeners awake here. So we'll, we'll move on. Okay. All right. So on to this week in golf. Um, we are into FedEx Cup season. Um, we're somewhere in between the live season. They don't they play about once a month because uh, you got to have some time to spend all that money, right? So you can't be playing every week. Um, but we had a uh, had a real barn burner today in uh, Memphis, the uh, aforementioned wing capital of the world. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, Zalatoris, Will Zalatoris, uh, did not know, but he he gets his first win mm-hmm. um, at Southwind, and uh, this is this was the first of three FedEx Cup uh, tournaments, and so he beats Sepp Straka in a uh, it was not a three hole aggregate, but a, a three hole sudden death goes to three holes. Pretty exciting if you got a chance to see it. I, I mm-hmm. think I saw one where I was like, wait a minute, am I watching the same ball dancing on the rocks mm-hmm. uh, before potentially going into the water? But both opponents uh, coming into the same green, dancing the ball on the rocks. Uh, yeah, Stephen will tell us a little bit about on the rocks a little later. But uh, 
that win, Zalatoris goes to number one um, in the standings for the FedEx Cup, which I think is about was at 15, 18 million. It's pretty big uh-huh. uh, purse to the the winner um, once they get to Atlanta here in a couple weeks. Um, first of all, Sepp Straka. Do either of you happen to know where he's from? That's got to be Czech, right? Austria. Wow. There, it wasn't even Final time to Google that. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. And Vienna's a good guess. So that's a, that's right. But um, yeah, uh, what was interesting for me there too. And so I'll, I'll let you all, before we jump over to live, just cause there's some serious spice there too. I'll let you maybe give a comment or two as you like on, on either the Southwind tournament, the state of the FedEx cup, um, whatever it may be. Um, but a couple other things I want to mention. One was uh, Cam Smith. So he was in contention. There's a lot of weird stuff going on here. Um, apparently, you can't do a pre-ban uh, from the FedEx Cup for somebody who might be leaving. But what was funny, especially if you believe in conspiracies, uh, he, he uh, actually got assessed a two-stroke penalty today or something that he did on, I don't know, like the fourth hole or something yesterday. And so if you, if you believe in conspiracy, you know, Monaghan probably saw that one maybe yesterday and then uh, stuck it to him this morning. So he ends up losing by, you know, five or so, but who knows how that two stroke penalty at the beginning of the day might've impacted him. Um, and, and the, the betting stuff there is interesting too, because if you already put in your bet, mm-hmm. uh, you don't get to pull it back once, the, once they assess that, next day penalty. Uh, the other thing before I give you the floor, uh, your boy Fowler um, makes it nine, uh, which was, <laughs> uh, that was pretty crazy, but uh, class move. Uh, he was, he was signing hats afterwards. So I, uh-huh. I thought that was real class. Uh, I think he separated every single one just all over the place there. Uh, unfortunately still can't get the big one as Steven would say, but uh First of all, let's stick to let's stick to PGA. So, uh, who wants to who wants to take honors here, Stephen? You want to give me a hot take? Him. I'll kick us off. Yeah. So, I, I think it was a great tournament. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. that um, it obviously had some drama in it. I I think, like as you noted with with Cam Smith, uh, I think that that was a little little bush league by CG Tour <laughs> to do that. Because to me, I, you know, here's my thing. I think that was on the ninth. Uh, it was on the. I think it was on this first nine yesterday, right? So to mm-hmm. me, correct. The tour reviewed it d- while it was going on. They said that they reviewed it again before he signed his, his scorecard and had no problem with it. And they said it was like that night. A someone else called in and said, "Hey, here's how I saw. Did you? Is this how you guys assessed it?" And they looked again. So to me, my whole thing is if you reviewed it twice prior to him finishing and then allowed him to sign a scorecard and didn't have a conversation then, it's over, right? Or maybe get a grace period of like if it happens on the 16th hold that doesn't give him a whole lot of time. Like to me, if it's not reviewed and finalized within two hours after the final round or within two hours of them signing scorecard, it's done. And it could be a mistake, right? But it's done at that point. So I think it's really bushly to come back the next day when they're warming up, trying to get ready. And if it if it is has anything to do with live, again, even more 
um, you know, uh, stuff on the face of the PGA Tour for how they're kind of acting with this whole thing. Um, but again, good tournament. Really happy for Will. I think my biggest takeaway is really happy with Will, um, a guy who's come so close so many times, especially big tournaments for him to get a big one here, especially first tournament without his old caddy after they split. So that's um, uh-huh. good. It seems to be the um, thing to do, splitting with caddies. Splitting with caddies. And then uh, yeah. and winning. I, I think I do have one gripe about the coverage, right? So as you all uh-huh. know, I'm not the biggest fan of NBC coverage, really like CBS better. But here was my thing. So I watched maybe 20 minutes of coverage Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, right? On Thursday and Friday, they were playing so hard on this FedEx Cup thing. Like, So a guy would make a birdie putt on hole 12 of his round, 12 (laughs) into 72 holes, and they're like, oh, look at that. It bumped him up 26 points, 26 positions in the FedEx Cup. He's well secure. And then he would go, like, and then somebody else would make, like, a bogey putt. And they'd be like, oof, man, he just dropped 17 spots. It's like, man, there's 54-plus holes to go. Like, uh-huh. I don't need – like, on Thursday and Friday, nobody cares where the 75 line is. Like, let it happen. Uh-huh. Come Saturday, start talking about it. But I would say, like, if this next tournament's the same way, where, like – they're 12 holes in it and already being like, oof, man, that really bumped him out. Or that really got him in. It's like, but there's so many holes left. Like, stop. It, it just felt a little yeah. – it feels like they were really trying to play it up, and it was just – to me, it was over the top. So, again, probably on par with NBC coverage. But, again, just just a gripe. Yeah, I was, I was looking at that. You know, Hicks has been in the booth since 2000. He's been, wow. I, I could not believe he'd been doing it that long. He started with Miller wow. back in 2000. That's, that's crazy. He's been Man, there forever. Shows you can be average and stay at a job for 22 years. <laughs> yeah, and on to Mark. Speaking of average. Speaking wow, of Mark. That's, that's not nice. I'm, I'm slightly above average. Um, yeah, I, I say, same couple comments that uh, Stephen had. I, I well, Cam Spit thing, I think that was Bush League coming back. I, I'm so tired of this. Oh, somebody saw it on TV and it's, he was six inches too far. Oh, I'm like, geez, okay, yeah. give me a break. Like it, everybody around him, like my thing is like if you're playing partner and the rules official on site at the time said it looks like a good drop, game over. Now, if he was blatantly like, you know, 50 yards the other direction or, you know, something stupid, no one caught it. Well, even then, I'm kind of like your playing partner and the rules official saw it. So that, that to me was terrible. And it does feel a little kind of suspicious that it's happened to Cam Smith when he was rumored to be going to live, whether he is or not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just seems goofy. Like I, I, I'm just so tired of this live versus PGA Tour crap. Um, but I did like the coverage of, of the, you know, I think some of these guys that we haven't heard about before, you know, or some names that – uh, haven't been big names on tour. I th- so I think that was good. We got to see some new names. Um, but I, I think some of the, you know, Mickey Mouse stuff, like, oh, he's now number, he's just inside the cut line. You know, it's Thursday at 10 a.m. You're like, oh, my gosh. Like, they've got 68 holes left, guys. Like, it's going to change. I, I agree with you, Stephen. That was weird. Yeah. Uh, give it up. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's good. I like the format. You know, next week's is going to be cut down a little bit. and. Um, I like the fact that, you know, Will Zalatoris now is like guaranteed to be in South Lake, you know, for the, or East Lake, excuse me, for the, uh, 
for the, the final or for the tour championship. So good for him. Um, I don't know. I thought it was great. I, I, I enjoyed watching. Um, good course, fun course. Uh, I thought the playoff was, I mean, crazy. I mean, what is it? The second hole there, both of I, it's just like, man, for them to make pars that way. And, and then the, the par three, 150 yards, you know, I think most of us are like, ah, that should be an easy shot. Both of them come up woefully short. One bounces in. I mean, just crazy stuff um, to win with a bogey versus a double bogey, uh, which was, hey, good for him. So fun, fun weekend. I enjoyed the tournament. Looking forward to the next one. Didn't, didn't DJ, it seems to be one of the first ones I can remember where he had a delayed penalty at, at Oakmont or something like that, where they they waited till the next day. And when he won and, it, uh, I think when he so. won at Oakmont. Yeah, I, th- I thought that, that does sound familiar. Yeah, I know he had the crazy one at like Whistling Straits, where oh yeah, it was like a yeah. bunker, but that, not. But I think really that was at the him. same time. But yeah. then, uh, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. I thought that was another one of these yeah. people walk people are in the thing, and you're like, okay, this is, <laughs> is this a bunker? People are standing in it. I don't know. Uh, any idea where Zalatoris went to college? Wake Seems Forest. To be a theme on this Wake pod. Forest, yeah. If you don't know the answer, it's Wake Forest. We uh, did actually – I think that did actually – if we have listeners, that I think that's the second time maybe we've asked this question, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it was Webb Simpson for sure, and then Arnie mm-hmm. probably oh, came in there somewhere you're too. Right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so on to uh, Delaware. On to can't, Delaware. Can't remember a tournament there, but that's where the uh, the BMW will be next week. No sales tax in Delaware, little known fact. So huh. buy up while you're there. So over to the live side of the house. Uh, again, I, th- I think uh, Boston, the next tournament's in Boston. It's still two, three weeks away. Yeah, um, but yeah. Plenty going on there. Um, so there were three players. Uh, Gooch, Matt Jones, and Hudson Swafford um, seeking to force their way into the playoffs, into the FedEx Cup playoffs. So the trio jointly filed for a temporary restraining order. First time I've heard restraining order used in that manner. Mm. Um, but as a large, as part of the larger antitrust lawsuit that's also going on, that was where I first um, heard about it. So they're and there, there's really no updates on the larger antitrust lawsuit. But in terms of this, the the three players, I guess, trying probably on behalf of all of them to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs and be able to play because they had uh, qualified. But the uh, the judge said no. Um, and so their argument was that Ooh. by not being able to be in the FedEx Cup playoffs, that they were – uh, they were being caused irreparable financial irreparable. harm. Yeah. Irreparable. Yeah. We'll never recover. We'll never, we'll never recover from this. Uh, but uh, attorneys Mo, Larry, and Curly uh, could not demonstrate harm, let alone irreparable. And the judge mm. noted that they stand to earn more money by <laughs> competing in the Live Golf Series. And the, the evidence shows almost without a doubt they'll be earning more on live than they would have if if that they could have made and reasonably expected to make um under the tournaments in the fedex cup so that was dumb um Mm -hmm. saw that coming from a mile away but uh that's that's pretty spicy i i could not find the basis i could not find the grounds 
Um, I just saw that the the judge said mm. no. It's it's got to be irreparable. I don't know who who came up with that criteria, but uh, ultimately, that was shot down pretty quick, just based on the fact that they're they're making a, a buttload of money. Um, we uh, last time, Mark, if you'll remember, I said that the the live and the Saudis, their their motto or their slogan was "These guys are everywhere." Have you ever uh-huh. seen Spaceballs? Either one oh, of yes. you ever seen Spaceballs? Oh yes, Pizza the so, Hut. So, so I don't know if you remember Bill. Bill Pullman played the mm-hmm. character Lone Star. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. so there's a uh, actually Star. there's a good friend of the pod that uh, I'll introduce at some point who I'll be visiting him later this month for his uh, his fortieth. He he just met Bill Pullman I think in, mm. in London or somewhere. But uh, there's a line in there that says. Do you know it's it's the money line? Do you know the line where he says, "We're not just doing this for the money. We're doing this for a buttload of money." Oh, yeah. And I I had to edit that a little bit, but that's uh, that's exactly what's going on here. And mm-hmm. I um I uh what was funny was you might have originally remembered that Cam, there was a rumor that Cam was going to jump over uh, mm-hmm. after he won the British, and he. He squelched that pretty quick because I mm-hmm. think he he who was it Stenson Stenson gave him the 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 single middle finger um, mm-hmm. by uh, by going over and winning and giving up the uh, the Ryder Cup. I think Cam wants to give him the big double, you know, win mm-hmm. the four uh, <laughs> championship and the British, um, and then go ahead and and move over. So I had looked that up and I said, well, why? Why can he play in the FedEx? And uh, like I said, you can't do a pre-ban. Apparently, the bylaws or the laws say you can only discipline based on certainty. And so he's he's in this weird sort of in-between space where he's he's playing against the people that are mm-hmm. getting ready to ban him. So I'm assuming that that that's <clears throat> going to go through. But uh, it's only been rumor, right? I mean, he even came out and said that there, he has no plans to go to live at this time. I mean, so it's like. You can keep Bill? berating the guy. No, uh, Will. Yeah, or not Will. Cam's Cam. But right? so it's like, I'm sorry. St- he's still he's still denying it. Or yeah, what the, at he the said end, don't at the press conference to, this week. Yeah, he said yeah. don't. If you want to, if you're looking for news on my move, don't listen to Cameron Percy. Listen to me. More <laughs> or less, saying like quit listening to other people. Yeah. Which again, I respect that. Like for yeah. me, I don't know if he knows this Cameron Percy guy. But I would have had some, you know, called that guy up and had some choice comments. I, again, not sure how close they are, but like uh, maybe I don't know if this guy got paid money. So, oh, I know Cam Smith and I know some news. I, I imagine that's probably what it was. Because they're both Australian, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. Well, I know we can't do pre bands, but if I did a pre Marnak, would mm. we would we assume that this guy's going over? I mean, there's. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say yes. There's way too many stories <clears throat> and different sources saying that they've heard this. I don't know. I mean, I I hate to. There's a saying: buy the rumor, sell the facts. So, I mean, uh, there's a lot of rumors circling around out there. So maybe he's waiting for the playoffs to end and then then do it. I, I don't know. And and Leishman's his good buddy, and Leishman mm-hmm. just went over there, right? So yeah. Are we thinking a hundred million? It's a lot of cheddar up there. Yeah. At least a hundred, right? Okay. Oh yeah. I don't know. Going to get interesting. Here's here's my thing. Just quick comment on the guys that sued, which to me, 
it's ridiculous that they try to try to get back into this, right? They knew that they were going to get banned. They knew that everything PGA Tour run right now was off the table. And their whole goal to go was make more money and play less. But now you've made more money and play less, but now you want to come back and take the PGA Tour money and play more. So to me, like it defeats their whole mm-hmm. thing. And again, not trying to play into this, because again, to me, like they are independent contractors to be able to play if they earn their spot there, regardless mm-hmm. of leaving to me, part of me feels some way. But again, mm-hmm. like don't go take the money, say you want to do it to play less and then like try to play more, right? You, you just look stupid at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But um, yeah, no no change there. I expect no change next season. I, I had to do a little research. Mark, your the uh, WGC events, you're right. It's it's run by some other entity I hadn't even heard of, like International Golf mm, something okay. or other. So they'll continue to get to play those. Um, the majors, I think the uh, Ryder Cup, the Americans were still unsure of. Um, credit to me, by the way, Luke Donald named the uh, European Ryder Cup captain. So hopefully he's not planning to go over to live at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I think that's gonna be, it's gonna yeah. be such a shame if if next year we go to Rome for the Ryder Cup and, and the Americans win and it's it's just not a whole you know a whole Ryder Cup like it should have been. Uh, just like, a, why a is that a shame? Meeting. But I, I get you. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, it it's water, like when, it's gonna water down. Yeah, I got you. I, 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 it's, like, uh, it's like when the Dream Team went to Barcelona in '92. I mean, it was just as like an exhibition. Like it wasn't even a sorry. Where wasn't they even go? a contest. Dream team. Where'd they go? Oh, yeah, where'd they go? Mar- Bar- Bar- oh, Barcelona. 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 Like Barcelona is like a city in Kansas. Barcelona <laughs> is, uh, you know, in Spain. <clears throat> Just checking. Making Barcelona. Sure. Barcelona. Baltimore. Speaking whatever. of Barcelona, Miguel didn't him, him and S uh, won the senior tour event this, this week. Oh, and snow qual me watch so qual me the Boeing. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah him and S in Barcelona how about this talk just you know mm. gets me going. everybody there's there's gonna be we're gonna have to go back at the end of the year and look at your connections with everybody you saw at that meeting oh yeah at the inspiring <laughs> yeah. I'm telling everybody you everybody we talked Mark to and now I just rolling in the cash everybody uh, who I touched I shook. I was oh, I was rubbing Miguel's go. hair. I was hanging with Alcor <laughs> old school. I mean, waiting on daily. We need is daily to win. You're yeah. right. Daily to if win. Daily wins. Um, people are going to start flocking to us and saying, "Whoa, whoa! Can you shake my hand? Can you take some selfies with me?" Oh yeah. Yeah, we might need to do an on location Hooters pod just oh. for the wings. Just for the wings. Just mm. for the wings. John Daly, shout out. all right i'll give you guys a chance here if there's anything else related to this week in golf you want to take us out on uh several other things in there but uh okay i'll go ahead and give uh steven honors what do you got um i think the one thing that over the last couple weeks got me was the faldo uh leaving because again as you know i don't like nbc so cbs is is my jam so (laughs) manson faldo 
uh, that crew and when they had Faraday and they got, uh, mm-hmm. oh gosh, who's the uh, on course? Well, they one? had Costas, they had yeah, McCord Costas, there for a while, they McCord, got Gary Coke, they got Amanda Balionis. I mean, it's just to me, it's a better crew. I like their broadcast production, I like the graphics they got on screen, uh, all of it. But, anyways, Fado leaving that, that was a little uh, tough. Again, I've liked. Liked his commentary again. I know not everybody likes him, and he's had some pointing comments, whatever. But I think he is one of the better uh, color commentators in in golf. And uh, again, cool for him that he's uh, mostly retiring and going to uh, hang out up there just north of Big Sky, just south, uh, south of Bozeman and Big Sky, and on the river. So catching some trout and doing some farming and all sorts of fun stuff. So. Lucky and jealous for him, but uh, sad for us golf viewers that we don't get grace with his soothing British voice on uh, on the weekends. Yeah, it's a massive shoes to fill for uh, for Emmelman. I don't I don't really think he's up to the task, but maybe uh, he'll pleasantly surprise us. Mm. Yep, I think he's the maybe he's President's Cup captain too this year. I'm not sure, Mark. What about you? Any any yeah. last thoughts? Uh, I think um, one for me is kind of maybe a little bit more humorous. Uh, I think the three of us poked some fun at it, read it, and thought it was funny. But uh, the U.S. Amateur, U.S. Amateur uh, being played at, oh, geez, Ridgewood Country Club this year. One of the pairings that came out uh, from the uh, U.S. Amateur uh, was the Seinfeld pairing, which, again, that we love here at the pod. Uh, they had a <laughs> – the a three ball. Uh, it was the Costanza, Newman, and Kramer pairing, or I guess that's a triplet. <laughs> I think it was fantastic. Um, I, you know, it's been credited now as the greatest pairing of all time. Um, you know, and it, I, I think it's I think it's fantastic that they have a little bit of fun out there and you know a pretty intense event. But uh, having Costanza, Newman, and Kramer out there, I think that that that's classic. So well done, USGA. Well done. Yeah, I I liken it to to playing cards or something, and like you you roll over like three of a kind, and you're like, okay, I'm the guy doing the tee sheets, and I got I just rolled over a Costanza, and then I roll over a Newman, and somehow I uh, roll over a Kramer. It's just it's it's uh, it's pretty unbelievable. And there's a yeah, there's a couple good episodes there. Um, related to golf, uh, the one where where uh, what's his name from Everybody Loves Raymond is pitching the clubs at JFK's Ray Romano, clubs oh, yeah, out of the yeah. uh, <laughs> out of the sob, and then there's the one where uh, he's hitting into the water, uh, and George is the the marine biologist, and then there's the other one with the guy, um, yes, sticks the tea in somebody yeah. <laughs> or something. Like that. <laughs> Gennison, right? It's like Gennison yeah. sticks the tea in uh, Pincus's neck or something like that. So yeah, no, that's uh, that's crazy. Um, for me, uh, apparently there was a suspension that Phil got. Uh, I think back in March, it's like a two-year suspension on the tour. I'm not, I'm not sure how big of a deal that is now, but that uh, pretty interesting um, based on the timeline with uh, what came out from his quotes about the Saudis and, and his move to live. Um, so he's not coming back to the tour for a while, if ever, if any of these, these guys that have gone over to live are, 
And then the other one, go check it out. The interesting story. So Stephen, who's uh, kind of our crack reporter, gets mm. all the, the details and facts. He had mentioned something about Gary Player being a bit nefarious. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a funny story out there about how his son, and I just, I just picture his son like living in Gary's basement or something. And his son like is hawking some of his memorabilia, put it on like eBay or Facebook marketplace or something. And Gary's like, uh, yeah, I, I don't endorse my son putting my memorabilia up there for sale. And can I, uh, can I have that back or don't, don't <laughs> buy that or something. <laughs> Pretty mm. funny story. Oh, Mike, I, I, think uh, one, I, I might have one addition to this week in golf. I, you know, uh, another make uh, it quick. I'll make it quick. But basically, Patrick Reed tied 31st uh, on the International Series over in uh, Singapore, you know, to go chasing those uh, official world golf uh, ranking points. Uh, it looked a little dicey at first, but he, he pulled out a T31. Also had an ace on a par three uh, on the last day. But uh Singapore is oh. near and dear to my heart. I've actually played there before. Great course, but uh, kind of interesting to to see Patrick Reed uh, yeah. playing in Singapore to try to keep his uh, OWGR okay. numbers up. Yeah. So that's the loophole. So either that one or the Monday qualifier. They got, mm-hmm. they got a couple of different options to get in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move on to everybody's favorite segment: the old drink review. I'm going to start with Mark. The listeners are dying. To hear the fate of Trina's. What do you got for us this week? All right, I did. I did some more research. Uh, not only is the name of the management off of Trina's now. Now there is no name, and they actually they they put up the official now hiring sign. So I'm a little worried <laughs> about my my corner shell station uh, and what happened to Trina, but uh, it looks like the place might be going down the tubes fast they got signs on the door that say no backpacks allowed inside which i'm like what in the world is that all about um it's just it doesn't feel right you know so i i'm gonna admit i didn't didn't buy this week's treasure from uh from trina's or formerly known as trina's uh or whatever it is now um i will say uh that there is a they're adding on a i think it says baby ray's pizza uh, to Trina's former place, so I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll give that a whirl one day. But I, no, I got to get over. No. I got to get over the the cutting down of <laughs> Trina in her prime. Um, so drink pepper. review. Drink review. So hey, I had to give a shout out to 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 Trina. She's one of the finest. Um, I went back and looked at all the the beers that uh, I have reviewed from a domestic perspective, and you guys did give me some schooling a couple weeks ago. That says uh, you said when I said I'm worried the the well is running dry. You guys gave me a list of you know, 30 to 40 other domestics that would still qualify, which I appreciate, but I'm not drinking Bud Platinum because um, I've already done High Life. But one that I, I realized I'd have not had um, that when I went into another uh, corner store with an ice chest um, was uh, it, it, it called to me mostly because of the can. It said freedom all over the can. And I have never, this tonight is the first time I'm truly, I'm telling you guys this, telling all of our millions of listeners, I've never had a full fledged Budweiser. The diesel. Till tonight. Yeah. So you guys had that. That was wow. on the list. I hadn't had that before. Uh, and then this can's like, you know, red, white, and blue American freedom uh, in the full tall boy uh, can. Uh, but yeah, the diesel, Bud Heavy, uh, Coors, you know, I did the the banquet, uh, I did Coors Light, I've done Bud Light, 
I did Yingling, Yingling Light for flight. Now I'm doing Bud Heavy, Budweiser. It's pretty good. You know, it definitely does have a, a heartier taste uh, versus some of the lighter beers that, you know, I might have become accustomed to. Uh, but I like it. You know, it's it's uh, it's full bodied, you know, for us uh, domestic drinkers. Uh, and I, I really I really like it. it. To me, it's a it's a it's a three out of five lawnmowers on my lawnmower scale. I did pick some mm-hmm. weeds tonight, fellas. Mm-hmm. So I was excited about coming into the the Budweiser. Um, it almost feels funny to say like Budweiser. I, do you, you just call it Budweiser? Um, but really good, you know, three out of five. I I, I recommend it. Uh, I'm a little worried about how slow I'm consuming it for the size of the can, how warm it will get. Um, I don't know if you to put it back in the fridge to cool it off, but uh, you know, it's taken a little while. Uh, but I recommend it. It's good. Maybe in a smaller can. You know, the, the tall boy was maybe a bit aggressive. But just to back up, did you? Let's did go. You, Bring the, the first, questions. I, I know this. I know the second time you said three out of five. The first time I think you said three point five, or did no, I three hear out of that five. wrong? Because I wasn't all, sure if all. that was like a self-propelled but missing yeah. a blade or something no, like that. No, this is self-propelled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This, is All right. this isn't a self-propelled, you know, uh halfway to zero turn. This is full self-propelled. Yeah. And just to just to follow up real quick, Mark did, you know, this I don't think this made the pod. This I think this was a conversation after, but Mark was like, guys, I think I'm running out of beer options. And we're like, Mark, you have the most broad options out there. Like you, you were 13 episodes in, you're like, I'm out. And we're like, no, no, no. There are at least a hundred plus more to go. So, hey, but uh, here's, worry, the, here's the deal. Here's the deal with the, in the domestics category, it doesn't come with the option for one can, like a lot of your craft beer slash, uh, you know, bourbon, uh, you know, choices right you've got to buy the entire sixer and if you're if it's terrible oh i'm so your host your host you know and that's five dollars i'm not gonna get back let me get you a saw buck yeah come on (laughs) here we go crowbar to break open the wallet anyway i've got an image to keep guys i like the ice chest Three out of five. So it's well, not, maybe uh, you can give not... the bad beer. If you get a bad six pack, give the bad beer to the people who do mow your lawn. <laughs> Just an option. <laughs> your challenge, your challenge is to come up with something worse than high life, and I, I think you can because you haven't even you're not even scraping the bottom of the ice chest yet. Man, I did. I keep seeing that Bud Light or whatever Bud Platinum, and I'm like, no, yep. no way. It's I'm happen. spending any money yeah. on that. <laughs> it's a dollar twenty-eight. Give me a break. You're worried about that uh, that diesel getting warm. I'm looking forward to the old English getting a little toasty. Oh, man, man, I saw that yeah. today too. They had the smaller side. They didn't have just the forty. Now they have a smaller version. I'm like, oh, that might be next. We'll see. Yeah. All Ooh. right, Bourbon Hunter, what do you got? I got a good one for us. So I'll do a little story like Mark. So. <laughs> This time of year, um, July into August is when I get really sentimental about visiting the mountains, visiting Colorado, one of my favorite places in the world. And um, especially doesn't help that everybody, uh, a lot of people I know do go during July and August. And that's when 
growing up as a child, that's when I used to go. We used to do our road trips from Dallas all the way out there and, and racing over the last uh, couple of years. Kelly and I have been going uh, in August. Uh, not going to get out there this year, doesn't look like, uh, or at least during the summer, we got out there for skiing. But um, yeah, so we've been getting sentimental, been thinking about fly fishing, hiking, and, and just amazing weather and views. Uh, so wanted to do one that is special this time of year uh, for Colorado. This is Old Elk. Mm. This is uh, a weeded bourbon, so similar to a Weller's. Uh, this is distilled, uh, excuse me, this is bottled in Fort Collins. This is where it gets a little janky. Here we go. It is distilled uh, in Indiana. Distilled in Indiana, but it is bottled in Fort Collins. But it's it it is considered again just like other one. It's considered a Colorado whiskey, uh, so not uh, to Mike's uh, home state of Indy there. Um, oh but gosh. it is so. This is a this is a uh, more expensive bottle. It is not one that I will pick up a lot just due to the price. It is seventy five bucks a bottle. Um, but for $75 wow. a bottle and for a weeded bourbon, it is very good. Um, cause I, again, I like Weller, um, huh. and this is, this is great. This is one that I would pick up maybe like once a year, or if you know, somebody likes weeded bourbon and you need to get them like a fun gift or something like that. Um, they probably haven't tried this and it's definitely one to get. So definitely recommend this. And again, a little ode to my favorite place out there in Colorado. Mm. You, you might have mentioned this, but and I apologize. The weeded part, like weeded, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm assuming bill. grain. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, something. Yeah, it's mash bill has more wheat in it than than uh, corn or rye <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's okay. it's it's all based on its mash bill. Hmm. It changes the flavor profile. How? Um, so rye, rice, rye gets the spice and it gets a little bit more spicy, right? So it, get, it gets that rye spice. Um, if you've maybe heard about that corn is kind of your more standard. That's your average, uh, whiskey bourbon, uh, wheat changes it up a bit. I, I feel like it maybe makes it, I don't know, maybe a touch sweeter. I think it really mellows it out more in my opinion. Hmm. Um, it just doesn't get at least most weeded that I've had don't really have that afterburn. Um, you don't really get that. Maybe that's because of like the proofing of some of the ones I've had. So um, I had to do a little bit more research there, but I feel like the weeded that I've had, I've really liked uh, just a little bit more smooth and haven't been as, as a uh, high a heat. So hmm. really enjoy them. Might be something there. If I go back to the home state of Indiana, go right across the river there from Kentucky, I might be able to come up with some sort of some sort of it's secondary market there. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> so for me uh, today, I'm gonna go with the the punkle. Um, so this is my uh, my first foray. Um, into the the mini fall beers that I'll be enjoying this year. Mm. Um, this is a pumpkin pie spiced dunkel, and it is from Lakewood Dunkel. Brewing, which oh. I was expecting to be Cleveland or something to that effect, Lake Erie. Uh, it's actually in Garland. You guys know where Garland oh, yeah. is, right? Mm -hmm. North, uh, pretty much northeast. Gar, Dallas. spicy gar, spicy gar. <laughs> Uh, this one, 
uh, pairs well with smoked gruyere, turkey legs, and food comas. Uh, it is a punkle. It's inspired by the dessert, not the gourd. Uh, I guess it means pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. This dark, malty German lager skips the pumpkin and is infused with cinnamon, allspice, nutmeg, and ginger. Mm. So uh, I, I have this here. It's it's a uh, it's quite dark. Oh, it's yeah. on the, uh, the wow for you. verge of being motor oil. Yeah. Oof. Uh, and I I don't have a turkey leg here, but I do have a, a chocolate mini muffin. <laughs> How's it pair with that chocolate mini muffin? I bet it's that's really good. good. It's oh. really good. Um, there are a lot of uh, pumpkin flavored beers out there that I love, and I'd say are are quaffable for me this one is a bit overdone you know it's got it's got too much of the maybe the allspice and the nutmeg um you know this this is one that maybe you'd have one of i i liken this to the cinnamon coffee that you served us mark like it's just awesome you get you get the point (laughs) you get the point but you're just like it's it's a little bit little bit Mm. too much so um, love the can. It's even got a little bit of Oktoberfest um, design on the can there. Oh, yeah. and it's got the uh, the Jack uh, pumpkin skull and crossbones, but mm-hmm. um, not necessarily a recommend, mm-hmm. especially when there's a world of uh, Oktoberfests and pumpkin flavored beers out there. But uh, but kudos to Lakewood for getting something on the shelves um, oh. here and even before mid August. So I will have a, a plethora of Oktoberfest for us. Um, there's even some domestics there, Mark, that you could probably whoa, pick up whoa, and whoa. we could tag team nice. the Oktoberfest. So nice. we look forward to seeing the hams <laughs> Oktoberfest <laughs> offering. <laughs> I think they're all out. All right. So now we're going to, uh, we're going to try this again. Uh, this may be a, a pre-cut. Um, but uh, want to check the tape, maybe. I know we asked Mark uh, in a previous pod to review um, the second uh, episode of Star Wars, which is actually five. Makes sense. Um, you know, you had, uh, I don't know, a few days on planes. I'm uh-huh. assuming they had uh-huh. the Star Wars saga on there. So uh, so what did you did you get a chance to, to view any of that? Can you give us maybe just your thoughts? I Did actually, the robots get yep. out of the sand? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, where do I start? So I did have time on a plane, 26 or 7 hours, give or take. Uh, I did not see the entire Star Wars, you know, whatever, quadrilogy or whatever it is uh, on there this time, which is kind of surprising. But they did have all the Harry uh, Porter series. Um, I didn't watch that either. But I did. So I, I, last time we talked... Um, with the millions of folks, I told you about the whole Disney Plus debacle. Well, I was able to get my kid's iPad back, and I was able to watch episode five. Um, where do I start? So I, let's start with the naming. Like, did these guys name it episode five from the beginning, knowing that episode one, two, and three were going to come later? Or it was, was the it originally 70s. named? Okay. It- it was the seventies and eighties. I think Lucas was probably on a lot of drugs. So probably, which, you know, makes sense for the, the characters and the, the animals and then the, 
weirdness uh, within the, the the movie itself. But okay, so but it was called Empire Strikes Back, and then it's like Episode Five. But the Empire Strikes Back, even though the Darth Star was killed, but yet Darth Vader still needs to come find Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. And this is all, I'm getting all this from that text that scrolls across the screen, which if you're watching it on an iPad, like I have, I have glasses and I didn't have my glasses, so I could only read every other word and then it gets grainy. So some of this stuff was a the bit old much. Man. The old man. Uh, you know, it starts out, you know, they're in the land of Hoth, which is a frozen tundra. Like Lambo, you know, and you got these weird characters running across the screen, and I'm just like, they're gonna die. I mean, it's cold, you know. But then it, uh, it was good. I didn't quite follow everything um, character-wise. Luke Skywalker gets taken in by a a Yeti, you know, and he has to lightsaber him down himself down. I'm like, that's crazy. And then he chops off the kid guy's arm. Uh, you know, a good, good flick. I still think R2-D2 and C-3PO play a weird role in all this. I don't quite get their thing. Um, like, who do they work for? You know, it's like... And then the weird on-screen romance between uh, Hans and um, <laughs> Princess, the Princess Leia. Like, are they ever going to get together? Maybe that's what I got to look in next episode. But they seem like they're probably, you know destined to date or whatever you do in that galactic times. Um, so, yeah, I mean, okay. I watched it. It was okay. okay. Uh, I, I feel, I, you know, I can see how at the end of the movies, it's, it leaves so much open for like the next 10 in the series. So no wonder they've like got 900 of these things. And then Obi-Wan and Obi-2 and all these other things that are coming out you know, as, yeah. And the Mandalorian and all that other, like I, I saw that on the Disney thing. So it's just like, good gosh, there's a lot going on here. Um, like I assume all these people are yeah. older. Well, you, yeah, and you mentioned who do, you know, C3PO and R2D do work for. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I know they bring in the merchandise. So that's, uh, they do, <laughs> they do. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, so it was neat, you know, and, and what made it worse is my kids walk in and they're like, oh, dad, have you gotten to this part yet? And I'm like, you just ruined it for me, kids. I, they, they've seen yeah. them, you know, and I don't know. It was good. Thanks for making me watch yeah. this. I mean, you know, it was, it was uh, yeah, it, it was conflicting with the college world, their Little League World Series going on at the same time. Um, but I, I paid attention. You know? Okay. And thankfully, Luke and, and Hans are good and oh, safe. Yeah, and we yeah we look forward to the moment when they uh, rescue Brett Favre and um, mm-hmm. the rest of the Packers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, <laughs> the land of Hoth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. It'll be interested to see if you ever uh, get the urge to to go and finish it. But uh, all jokes aside, it is the the hallmark. It's the standard bearer for. For sequels, it's it's what all sequels um, yearn to be. Um, it's so it's a it's a hell of a movie, and uh, they they did a good job with it. And there's um, there's some serious uh, action, and yep. uh, you know if you're if you're younger, there's probably some nightmares coming oh, yeah. out of that movie. 
But some yeah, of those animal that's... creature things, I mean, those would freak a kid out. I mean, I'm I'm a little nervous about tonight trying to sleep, seeing that one thing that they were riding around through the tundra. I'm like, that thing's creepy oh, as all get out. But here's the thing. So last <laughs> week or two weeks ago when I couldn't get into Disney Plus, I did go down the, the rabbit trail of, uh, you know, learning a little bit more about the series. If I'm going to venture or dip my toe in the waters, it's interesting to see how much Star Wars copied other films. Go down that Ooh. rabbit trail, but yeah, it, a lot of a lot of older movies and the scenes that you see are are very um, similar in nature to films that are are, are older. Um, and it, the, mm. the premise of the, the the video was that you know you steal like an artist, and it's it's kind of a form of flattery to to mock and mimic uh, other other artists' work and. Trust me, from some of the scenes, it definitely did look like Star Wars, you know, leveraged and used in maybe a good way, uh, other other movies. So anyway, it was kind of, uh, that wasn't on Disney Plus because I didn't have the password, but uh, that was on the internet. Okay. I'll yep. have, I, I did not know that. I'll, have to I'll send you a link. Ahead. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's do a, a quick uh, sync on a new segment we're going to call Balls in Net. So, yes. uh, uh, or lack less thereof. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> we got two old grumpy men on this podcast. Uh, so uh, last weekend, if you're into uh, football, um, you would have seen that it was the, the uh, first game, first set of matches for the Premier League for this season. Um, so we uh, we've got our assigned teams for the year that we'll be uh, we'll be rooting for, doing the chance, getting the kick, all that sort of good stuff. Uh, Mark has uh, Bournemouth. Uh, just, <sighs> this is just a refresh. Mark has Bournemouth. Stephen has Nottingham Forest, and I have uh, Fulham. Um, so, <clears throat> quick recap, and you'll remember. I think Marnak said that Nottingham would win. Well, the forest, the tricky trees were cut down week one. Uh. So that was a, a, a loss for, for Marnak. But I guess, uh, you know, the good news was that, uh, that Bournemouth took home the win. So oh, yeah. uh, the, the cherries, by the way, um, but then the, uh, the cherries got uh, squished this week by uh, men city. Absolutely shellacked. I think Not it was four even nil. close. <laughs> so, but that's okay. That's okay. It's a long, it's a long season. Um, <laughs> yes, obviously it trying is. to stay. Well, oh. at some point we'll get to, uh, you know, trying to stay out of, out of relegation. Um, mm. But, uh, and then Fulham. So, so the Cottagers, so my team, just a, a draw against Liverpool, which I mean, Liverpool has been a stalwart here the last um handful of years so that's a a hell of a, a hell of a game hell of a match uh, way to start the season against a team that i would have expected they would have lost a bunch by and then they had a uh, another draw this weekend um i don't i don't recall did the the forest lose again today whoa are they, are they whoa what? i think you're leading no 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 whoa we yeah my, that, one, that felt a little slight oh give me a break uh, i mean it, yeah, was, a, they it was, won. was a it was a safe bet to say did they lose oh, come I mean, on. let's be honest oh uh, west ham give me a uh, they get those jokers out of here yeah it was one nil getting into my real uh soccer <laughs> talk one nil no big deal should have been two nil but they called one off sides and had to <laughs> 
take it off the board. Uh, but yeah. Hey, in, in terms of uh, Mike, what do they call it? They call it the uh, the bracket. No, what do they call it? What's the tables? The, uh, the, the tables are the fixtures. In terms of the tables, my my wacky trees are looking pretty good. <laughs> I know we're two games in, but we're looking pretty good. Uh, it's funny too because um, I mean you can't make this stuff up. We're bunched up, right? So so oh, yeah. ten is currently the uh, the tricky trees. With uh, three points, eleventh uh, Bournemouth with three points, and Fulham uh, in twelfth with with two points. So we're all still in it. Uh, you know what's oh, funny, yeah. uh, man? <laughs> dead, dead last, uh, mm. Man United. I don't know. I, it doesn't make any sense. But they are dead last. They're number twenty. They got zero points. They have the worst goal differential. They brought in this guy, Ten Hag, Ten Hawk. Mm. Uh, yeah. He's their new coach, and he was supposed to bring everybody together and get Ronaldo under control. And they are uh, they're in DFL. So, I don't know. Any other thoughts on uh, balls and net? I have a thought <laughs> of why Man City so bad. Or, excuse me, Man U so bad. Why? It's because their partner is LeBron James, and that guy doesn't <laughs> know how to win, win championships. So that guy's a what? loser. So, I mean, I, oh, to me, man. when you start, I don't know. I think he's bad juju. You think so? I think he's bad. I thought you were going to go, go the flop. He's terrible. Like, they taught them how to flop uh, too uh, True. I mean, he, he is a big crybaby. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's won, what, three out of nine championships, something like that. He's a loser. He can't, he's not a closer. Oh, my. So it's, it's, Winning uh, three it's, doesn't give him credit? Street cred? No. no. Oh, my God. No, gosh. it's terrible. Terrible odds. Okay. Well, I'm just Trash. I'm just thrilled that we're following this. I'm thrilled that you watched a little bit, Stephen. I I did not get a chance, but I I could only imagine. And maybe maybe you can paint a picture if there was any scene at all <laughs> that that the robot called the offsides. Like like how did that uh-huh. work? Like what does that robot look like? Did they make it a person and it like it throws up a flag or? Like, so, uh, did you get any yeah, sense? Question, no, I got no sense. And that's my thing. Like, so no, it's replay. It, it's video assisted replay. Yeah, that's that's right. So they didn't make it like a character or anything like no. that. It's but not three PO down on the field. Makes it a comment like, oh, <laughs> it's offside. But they showed the little the flag boy. The flag boy didn't have his flag up, and so they're like, oh, and then you then then the head ref. Yeah, you could tell he got like a call into his mind. It's buzzed in. He he might. I forget if he went over to the screen nope. or not. But then they were like, "Yeah." Nope. Then they waved it, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> give me a break!" And again, I got no idea what. I, again, I understand how their offsides works, but I'm like, you know, there's um, I don't know. It just it that's where it gets tough in sports, right? I think I think there's some things in sports that the you know, what do you want to call it? The eagle eye, the, mm. you know, the, you know, whatever, you know, the Wimbledon, robot, yeah. the assistant ref, whatever you want to call it, it can help. For me, it's going to help in other sports to speed things up. But I think in soccer, that's a little touchy feely, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel. But again, I know zero about soccer. So, um, yeah, oh, I, I don't okay. know zero. I know a little bit. But yeah, I, I got in my 10 minutes for the year. Uh, 
Excuse me. I, let, no. let me give credit. I watched about 20 minutes this morning, and I watched 20 minutes more than I have the last five years. Yeah. Oh. Well, they're in the hunt. You got you got to keep watching. But yeah, I, I could picture like R2-D2 down there and somebody walking over and just <laughs> kick, just booting that thing into next Tuesday. Well, our big, <laughs> uh, big Greek. Greek owner, you could tell he. If there was a robot, he would have done some damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay, all right. Let's move on to Marnak, the mediocre. So Marnak, I'm sorry you had a uh, sorry you had a hard time with the uh, bad week, the football really guesses, bad week. But that's okay. That's okay. These teams are new to the league. It's hard, you know. Yeah. They, you don't have a lot of film on them, so it's, it's a lot okay. of film. A lot of film. All right. So th- this week, so we're, uh, you know, we are, oh, we're very lucky here. We're only a couple mm-hmm. weeks away from uh, from college football. Oh, yeah. Uh, all of that. So I uh, I wanted to give Marnak a chance to do a little home cooking. Oh, so I'm yeah. going to ask, how many games will the number 11 Oklahoma State football team win this season number 11 let's focus on that let's focus on number 11 Ooh. Uh, let's let's focus on the number 11 yeah i am kind of uh you know listen i went to oklahoma state um at a time when a term uh called the poke choke was invented Meaning we were basically up in a lot of games. Um, and then we always found a way to lose. Um, and, you know, it was it was always heartbreaking, um, sad, whole nine yards. But, uh, I, you know, it, I, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Cowboy fan through and through. Um, I, I think we've gotten so much better over the years. And, I, I'm, you know, and, and we won bowl games. We've been to bowl games. So, anyway. I'm a huge fan, right? So I got to let everybody know that I'm a huge fan. I cheer for him pretty much um, without fear of reprisal anymore or people wondering what I'm doing. Um, But I think this year I want you to focus in on the number 11. That's where we're at right now. And I'm going to say we're going to win 11 games. Wow. That's bold. I think there's 12 games. We have 12 games this season. Yep. I'm a little nervous about OU. Everybody's got them picked pretty much to win, you know, the conference. I think it's still Ohio State and Alabama and, I don't know, maybe a couple other teams to, to you know, play for the national championship, which I find hilarious um, year in, year out. But, you know, I, I, our schedule, you know, I did some research. I, I Still have it on the screen here. We start out with the the Chippewas from uh, Central Michigan. We got Arizona State, the uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff Technical School for Auto Workers comes to town, um, right? So you know the the non conference schedule looks interesting. Arizona State could be a challenge. Uh, then we go to Baylor. Baylor's always been sneaky good here of late. Uh, we have Texas at home, which I'm thankful for. Uh, we got Kansas State and Kansas in the state of Kansas. And then at OU. So to me, that's uh, that's my, you know, I'm, I'm fearful of that game. Um, I don't know. Maybe Stephen might have some other insights that I, you know, I was I was debating between 10 and 11. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to go 11. Well, there's a little place called Vegas 
It's got mm-hmm. some insights. It says uh, eight and a half. So, yeah, I figured it was going to be eight and a half, nine. Yeah, I didn't look at that. Definite, I, I want to do my own. Yeah, definite yeah, home cooking there. Yeah, again, if I was going to be out in Vegas, and I'd uh, know how to bet on that. Again, I, I think Mark, I think it would be – it's going to be 10 or 11. Um, to me, our toughest game of the season is going to be right out of the bat um, in conference play with Baylor. Baylor, Oh yeah. Uh, again, is going to be right back up there. They didn't lose a whole lot of guys. Again, that was the heartbreak uh, of a big call mm-hmm. championship game that I was at and lo- fully lost my voice at. So that was awesome. But but that's be the hardest one. I think we get past Baylor. Um, we got smooth sailing again. Texas, a lot of changes. Still quarterback confusion. We play them earlier which is good OU's had too many changes they're they're not going to be what they've been they're going to be middle of the road big 12 this year um 100 percent can be Baylor's be our biggest component playing them right off the bat which I think is good for us play them early um and I expect us to play them late again I will expect to be playing them again in the big 12 championship game Ooh. in December so I think Baylor's 10th right Baylor's ranked 10th right now to start the season OU's nine I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, they, I again, OU is only ranked that way. OU is yep. only ranked that way because of the uh, name on their jersey. They've had a whole lot of changes. They lost so much talent to transfers. I mean, they they won't be anywhere close to what they've been. Well, Marnak was uh, so excited to talk about college football in uh, Oklahoma State there. Didn't even remember to to use the envelope, but, uh, Steven, I thought when you said your biggest test of the uh, year was going to be right out of the gate, I thought you were talking about the chip loss. No, before. So just remember sleep with one. eye open. Don't be looking down the schedule yet. I'm not worried about it. We got them and Arizona state and I forget who the Arkansas. Give me a break. Technical I'm school not worried about the that. But again, I, I like playing the good teams early in the conference schedule because you're getting them before they're really clicking. Um, so to me, yeah, that's, that's an advantage. Uh, so again, should be a really good game. We look Baylor, forward Baylor to Baylor will be coming off uh, Albany, BYU, and Texas State and Iowa State before they got us. So they mm. could be ready. They could be ready. Sorry, Mike, I cut you off. About no, I mean, I, I just talking about a real conference. I look forward to oh. knocking off, uh, knocking oh, off Penn State and moving man. up into the top twenty-five. That would be lovely. That game is as close as it's going to be right now. <laughs> the grass will be extra long in West Lafayette yeah. to, to oh, slow yeah. down Penn State. To give Purdue a little, oh yeah, extra. We're gonna, drive, we're gonna drive the train across the field before the games. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. All right. Back to an old favorite. Let's welcome our listeners to Flavor Country. So oh, we had a couple yeah. weeks here. Each of us have a little story here, or a little tale to tell related to Flavor Country. So. Um, Mark is going to give us just a, a feel for a place that, that I love. I actually don't know if Steven likes it, but Mark and I, I think, would eat there every day if we could. That's called Taste of Texas, oh. a non-chain, at least that I'm aware of, um, nope, on the west side chain. of Houston. So 
tell us a little bit what uh, what that's like and what to expect there if you can ever have the pleasure of getting there. Um, I think Steven bought some sort of contraption. I can't really tell what it is. It kind of looks like a droid out of uh, Star Wars, but uh, he can tell us what exactly that is. And then I had a chance to get some, uh, I would say, decent barbecue here in the Dallas area. And I'll, I'll give a just a quick insight into what that was and whether or not it's worth the trip. So, uh, Mark, why don't, why don't we start with you? I, so just tell us a little bit about what taste of Texas is, uh, why you're there pretty much every month. And, uh, <laughs> you recommend the listeners head over there to get to Houston. Uh, let me start with the punchline. If anybody needs a great place to go eat a steak and a welcoming, warm, uh, enjoyable environment, taste of Texas. Unassuming. Unassuming. You can go in there in a suit and tie. You can go in there in shorts and a flip flops. They will welcome you with open arms. You can feel comfortable in your suit and tie just as well as you can your shorts and flip flops. If you're looking for fancy, stodgy, you know, uh, overpriced stuff, just so you can say you've gone there, this isn't your place. This is a warm and welcoming uh, amazing family owned restaurant been open since like 1977. Um, we walk in there and we just feel like, all right, this is, this is our table for as long as we need it. The service is impeccable. Um, the, the, the food is, is beyond anything that you could desire or imagine. Um, it starts out with them bringing you a little Lanny app to start a little toasted cracker and some, you know, spreadable cream cheese and uh, picante on, you know, uh, your, your little amuse-bouche, mm. you know, uh, if you will. And uh, great service. Everybody, every it feels like every waiter, waitress there could come up to you and ask you if you need anything. Um, you generally are ordering a steak. They have some other things on the menu, I think, to appeal to, I don't know, who other people that want to go to a steak place and order salmon. Uh, so they have that on there. Actually, I think uh, my wife has had that before, and it's actually pretty darn good. I, I've had nothing on the menu that's terrible. My kids have had chicken fingers, and they were like some of the best chicken fingers I've ever had. Um, it's it's just you know it's a it's an amazing um, building. It's actually one of um, it's a it's a Texas history museum as well. They have more artifacts in there than most of the Texas history museums in the state of Texas, which is kind of cool. And you can walk around and see all that stuff. I mean, stuff dating back Alamo and before pretty neat. Um, also a lot of sports memorabilia. The owners are, I'd say pillars of the community and you know all the Houston sports teams and all the, the, the guys and gals that have been on those teams over the years, you know, have given them stuff and, you know, signed memorabilia and story. It's just, it is a cool place to go and walk around even in the restaurant. But the food to me is what makes it amazing. I, I'm typically a, a filet guy and you can order it with, you know, the sizzling garlic butter and it comes out on a sizzling cow and it's warm and, you you know, I like the medium, medium rare and it comes out perfect every time. I mean, I've been to other steak places that cost twice as much as this and you order it medium rare and it comes out overdone. This place knows how to cook their steaks. You can even go pick your steak if you want to, which I find, you know, amazing. Um, Salad bar is, you know, outer, outer world type stuff. Uh, everybody gets a trip to the salad bar if you want it. And then you get one side. And uh, to me, my wife and I like, she likes to get the uh, Brussels sprouts with bacon jam. 
Oh, they're amazing. And then I get the mac and cheese, uh, which is, you know, it's got a little crust on top with some panko and like five or six thousand different cheeses in there to make your mouth just go. This is awesome. Um, so it just everything about it. And then up to the dessert, we go there because we like to celebrate milestones, birthdays, anniversaries, et cetera. And they just they treat you so well. Uh, and and the, the, the food is fantastic. And you just you just want to come back. And there's always a wait. So it's um, it, there's always a wait and there's always, you know, you should make yeah. reservations so you can get in there. Anyway, it's just a fantastic restaurant. I highly recommend it. I take everybody from out of town there um anyway yeah no i i agree and i i've been i've not been you mentioned you you can pick out your own steak and i i was asking mark if he was going to go pick out his own steak and he was i think he was like yeah i i've been so many times i don't even that's uh that novelty is worn off so he doesn't even go and get his his own steak anymore no, but, not anymore. Uh, yeah it's a uh, it's it's a combination. You're right. The quality of the food and the ambiance. And I there's a little menu there or a little item there on the uh, the salad bar. And you 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 can and you Mark eats like a bird. In case you don't know this, uh, mm. so he he's like you get a trip to the salad bar. I'm pretty sure it's unlimited. So you get it is. I mean, trips. you can go back <laughs> as much as you want. You can go back yeah. as much as you want. The the cheese. But there's brick, an, you can slice the yes. cheese. Oh yeah. There's a, yeah, they got a hunk about? of cheese. Oh. Yeah, we well, get you get a hunk of cheese that you can shave off. They also have these rolls that are oh. like oh, cheese yeah. onion rolls, and I I do some I sacrilege and I get the cinnamon butter and oh, I just yeah that's mm-hmm. what I do. It's like, it is it's like one thing of cinnamon yes. butter per roll. So it's a oh, it is a decadent place. It it's a great place to go for celebration. I agree, mm-hmm. Stephen. Yeah, Taste Text is phenomenal. I guess my question mark is to top off all the the lanyap and the great, you know, perfectly done cooked meat. Did you get some cinnamon coffee? Uh we we got we did close the evening with a latte. Um we didn't uh, get the cinnamon of coffee. <laughs> well, no, I have some at home, you know? Uh, oh, you still got that? Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's steeping for when you guys come back. <laughs> uh, some of the folks we went with did get the uh, cinnamon coffee and found it to be quite amazing. Uh, somebody also ordered a uh, they have this like uh, like a boozy milkshake boot thing. The guy bought it because he wanted the boot cup or whatever glass as a souvenir. Uh, I had a sip of that; that was fantastic. We got uh, the Snickers cheesecake for dessert, and it was. Again, outer world type mm. stuff. I mean, it's just everything about it's fantastic. It's just even the mints on the way out are just a little mintier and a little meltier in your mouthier than uh, other places that I've been. So, highly recommend mm. Taste of Texas. Everything about it is is top notch. Yeah. yeah, you you keep that cinnamon coffee away from me. Stop it, um, <laughs> Stephen. What do you got? Never what do you again. got new? What are you cooking? Yeah, so I guess you think my like drone looking thing. So yeah, this is a <laughs> uh, master built um, smoker. This is the Gravity series. Uh, was deciding between a green egg and this, uh, but I had a neighbor who had a green egg for uh, eight plus years. Ditch it uh, about a year and a half ago, and after hearing from him and seeing his. He convinced me I needed to not get the green egg, get the master built, and actually 
save money comparative to those very pricey green eggs. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's been great. It uh, it takes all your charcoal from briquettes to lump, including wood. You can even throw some uh, wood chunks in there, whether it be up top or in the uh, ash can. And so uh, it's been awesome. So I've been loving it. I got tired of the gas grill. And this has been awesome. So got it on, you know, through Ace, through a, they had a 20% discount weekend last weekend and got it at 20% off. Wow. Uh, so it's a no-brainer. And uh, no, no coupon. No, uh, you just had no to buy coupon. a $5 bucket uh, as part of a donation to charity. And then everything in the store was 20% off. So wow. uh, refreshed a bunch of other stuff I needed. But um Got it fully delivered and assembled on Thursday and broke it in. I had to season the cast iron grates. And then I've had a feast since then. So <laughs> Friday we did uh, Friday we did fajitas, which were great. Um, yesterday we did ribs, six-hour ribs. Mm. Turned out great. They were completely fall off the bone. Uh, can can show proof of that. And then tonight we did some cedar plank salmon, which was mm. top notch and phenomenal wow. as well. So, um, really enjoying this. So, I think next up, I'm going to do some steaks. Got some recommendations and, and had steaks uh, where you smoke them for a bit and then you crank the heat up and then you sear them. Nice. Uh, I've had that before and planning to do that soon. And then after that, the next smoke would be a pork butt. And this is going to become an every Saturday thing throughout okay. college football season. So I'm going to nice. watch college football, drink all day, and have the smoker going. So I'm excited for Saturdays in the fall. Perfect timing. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I noticed you didn't uh, you didn't mention the Everest, uh, which is the the brisket. I I think I tried that once, and I threw away the brisket and the smoker after that. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're have I'm to gonna do the research. Oh yeah, that's gonna be well in given the kind of price point, the uh, what it takes to do that. I'm gonna mm. like truly become comfortable doing everything else before I dip my feet in that water. Because yeah, last thing I want to do is do like a eight hour brisket, all that work and effort, and then um, completely be mm. disappointed. But uh, again, I will dip my toes in the brisket water uh, in the next couple months, probably for a big, big game in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect timing. Um, all right. So for me, a quick question. How do you all pronounce P-E-C-A-N? Pecan. Pecan. Not pecan. Okay. I do pecan. Not pecan. Pecan. Not pecan. Yeah, I had a chance to go to Pecan Lodge here oh, in, uh, in Dallas. It's a never it's heard kind of, of a it. famous. Oh, okay. Well, I've it's kind of a, I've heard of pecan Lodge. Sure. Never heard of pecan Lodge. Yeah, uh, I had a chance. Jeez. It's a kind of a famous barbecue place you go to <laughs> if you're in Dallas. I um I was, you know, spoiled by some some really good ones in in Houston, Tejas. We've mentioned several times on here, Corkscrew. So, I, you know, I thought it was okay. Like, I got the the burn ends. They they weren't what I was expecting. Um, the sides were okay. So, I think mm. I might take a new approach on some of these barbecue places. I think I'm going to get like one meat, right? Like maybe I'll get 
you know, the rib or the sausage or brisket, whatever. Mm. But if it's somewhere that's got amazing desserts, I'm going to get, cause this, I mean, this place had like cobbler, it had some sort okay. of like pudding. It had like, oh yeah, it had like uh, out of this mm. world, like cookie it looked like, and I didn't get any of it. So, you know, I've had enough beef rib and other items that I don't, you know, it's like if I, if I'm going to Franklin's or somewhere else, okay, I'll, I'll try all the meats, but um, I think I might change up my approach going forward. Uh, one other thing to note though, on flavor mm. country, say good night to wild wings beat up say good night to wing stop say good night to erickson brack whoa Maybe no how dare you the folks at chick-fil-a have mentioned that they're gonna enter the wing wing market so i baby. game over i uh gonna, I, at least I, we I know they're know. gonna this, get it to you with a smile and faster than you ordered it i have if if i was doing their Man. their marketing the slogan would be you'll you'll never get a bad piece of chicken because I've never mm-hmm. had a bad piece of chicken there and I am I'm beyond thrilled to see what these are they doing to taste like look boneless or bone in no wings <laughs> so it it, it <laughs> includes it's something that comes off a of chicken which includes a bone so it would oh, be okay. bone in wings so they're gonna do bone in wings they already have not boneless, boneless which are their chicken nuggets Mark oh, they, they, you can't have two types of chicken nuggets on the menu that's confusing <laughs> yeah. the screws of the customer wings they already got nuggets <laughs> right. they got grilled and fried nuggets they already got two. I look forward to to doing the review of those those wings on this on this podcast. It's going to be amazing. I and I can't mm-hmm. wait to see how they do the sauce. The sauce oh, thing. Yeah. That's going to be cool. To see how they do that. All right. Uh, Department of Corrections. Uh-oh. So. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'll I'll try and move quick. Because mm. uh, Christmas is coming. So. Oh, um, Mark, you mentioned uh, you mentioned that the President's Cup had not been competitive. Uh, so lest we forget, um, we, we could do a game here. Define where I give you a, competitive. Yeah, we could do a game where I give you a score and you guess whether it's President's Cup or, or Ryder <laughs> Cup. So the last handful of President's Cups going backwards. And so I'll give you the, the U.S. score first. So it's 14-16. No, sorry. Internationals. 14, 16, 11, 19, not close. I'll give you that. 15 and a half, 14 and a half, 18 and a half, 15. And a half. So that's pretty competitive. That's pretty okay. competitive. Ryder Cup, 9 to 19. Yeah, that was an abomination. 17 and a half, 10 and a half, Ouch. 17, 11. Okay. 11 and a half, 16 and a half, not close. So I knew what you meant. Um, but, you know, we, we already talked about how you know, these, these may become even more of an exhibition if, if mm-hmm. the lift starts to get banned, but, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a bit one-sided right. right. some That's of these fair. lately. That's Our fair. guys aren't motivated. We yeah. already know we're going to win. <laughs> uh, Mark, you mentioned, you called your 24 ounce or a tall boy. Now where I come from a, a tall boy is 16. That's a pint. So my, well, so the parlance is you could also call it a pounder. Uh, it seems that the mm. it seems the internet calls the twenty four ounce a silo, but it oh. could also be a a tall tall boy. So okay. I'll I'll give mm. you that one. But I XL tall. Good. 
Do you know a tall boy to be 16 ounces, Steven, or is that just me? I so here's my thing. Like I technically mm, call anything past twelve a tall boy. So I, I haven't <laughs> gotten into the technical That's terms. Fair. So I'm kind of I will say I'm on kind of on Mark's terms, but I, I fully support us getting technical and calling yeah. them by their We gotta be right. Uh hey, to find her. We have standards. Let me here. switch gears standards. here. Yeah. Yeah, sure we do. Steven, you mentioned uh, Cameron Young, a U.S. Uh, President's Cup, Ryder Cup stalwart, and PGA rookie, I might add. Um, you, you know where he went to school? Yeah, Wake. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every time. Uh, Mark, you mentioned Wait, long-time host of – Well, you said he was, he was a, a stalwart. He's yeah. a rookie. Yeah. No, you, no. I said – oh, Maybe I said it wrong. I'm expecting him to be on the next Ryder Cup and be a badass mm. is what I was thinking. But well, what I don't know what well, I said. But anyways. Yeah, nobody else is left, so he's in. But I, I do hope I do hope he plays well. Uh, Mark, you mentioned longtime host of Wheel of Fortune was Pat Sazerac. It's actually uh, <laughs> Pat Sajak. Now, I'm glad I didn't open my mouth because I thought – I thought Sajak uh, was Canadian, but he's actually a uh, oh, Chicago native on. born yeah. – his his birth name was Pat Sajdak. Um, oh, that's where I got confused. Hollywoodized, yeah. Um, he's been he's been the host of that show since 1981. Fun fact, Jeez. though. Uh, fun fact: he was the DJ, one of the DJs that came on uh, once Cronauer's uh, tenure was done in Vietnam. And he did the uh, the Good Morning Vietnam, and apparently he continued to do that every day. I had no idea hmm. that, wow. that Sajak did that. Yeah. Well, his, it's actually you said you had no idea. It's actually Sajak. Wait, he changed his name for Hollywood. How messed up is that? Oh, unbelievable! What these oh, people do it all the time. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, we could go look at Wikipedia articles for all sorts mm-hmm. of celebrities, and I would say wow. the, the majority would probably be that they changed their oh, name. Yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll give you one of them later in here, too. Um, Steven, 99 Masters, you thought Seve won. He shot 78-78. <laughs> um, but he, mean, was, he was still playing. But uh, country Well, now. hey, that's Hall of Famer quality. <laughs> <you. laughs> <laughs> he played. He played in the matches. Yeah, um, but he, uh, yeah, countryman, um, Olafable one. Um, I, uh, so I had one. Finally, <clears throat> yeah, for the uh, the worst shooting. Well, I I was gonna burn you on the fact that the the PGA players played as badly as whoever the last place guys on Live are. I, I forget his name. Um. So I thought guys in the PGA shot as poorly, like, you know, 20 over or something. But I, I went and looked at most of them don't. And uh, so it, it is more competitive. Um, but St. Andrews, Kalkovecki and Duvall both shot in the 80s. So there's, a, a, you know, a couple of hacks. Um, so I guess a little bit of validation for me. Um, Mark, you called a, a blow pop a popsicle um, yeah. while I was trying Screw to come up with Astro Pop. Bomb but, pop. Uh, do you guys, when you when you get like a, a blow pop or a tootsie pop, are you like me and it's like the the commercial, like with the owl, where it's just like like two or three bites, or do you kind of savor it and take your time? Oh, you bite into them. I oh bite yeah. Into that. Oh yeah. You oh. Bite into it. 
No, oh, I let it get soft before I buy it because I'm not trying to bust it too. <laughs> yeah, no way. No way, man. Uh, okay. okay. Well, next time, maybe it's kind of like a parlor trick. Maybe I should do that. I'll bring in a bag of mm-hmm. uh, Tootsie Pops and just, I just like Heathcliff them. Like, a, you know, just, just like a, like a boneless wing or a, sorry, a bone and wing. Oh. Uh, and uh, so lastly, this, I thought this was funny. Uh, so, Stephen, you mentioned that yes. you were, you were, quote, tearing up the mountain after never having <laughs> skied before and, and doing three days of skiing slash lessons. Uh, so was that like literal? Was that like taking out signs, breaking down the lift? Uh, no, did you no, truly was... pick it? No, you picked it up. Yeah. So day one, I fell, I think it was seven times. Day two, I fell three. And, and day three, I fell zero. <laughs> So wow. last day, full day, no zero falls. Um, and again, that was doing blue, uh, excuse me, green. I think we did one blue, okay. maybe something like that. So again, stay mediocre. Uh, again, not trying to uh, push the limit. I still have to go back and work and be uh, have all my limbs working. Uh, but no falls, okay. first timer. So on day three. So I was very, very proud of myself. Okay. I don't think you need your legs. In my world, I'm crushing it. <laughs> um. I'm practically yeah, Sean White well, here. Yeah, and and you know <laughs> yeah, for the listeners, much. yeah, the, for the for the listeners that haven't been out west, a green at uh, Brack or some of those places is can be quite challenging uh, up towards the top. So that's uh, kudos to you. I look forward to uh, I look forward to our invite to Mark's ski chalet. Yeah, I'm sure that'll get lost in the mail. Uh, I've invited right. you guys. We'll find times. out two days before he goes. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> it's always two days before he goes. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Let me get my two thousand dollar <sighs> plane ticket up to Colorado. <laughs> Here we go. It was multiple uh, weeks ahead of time. One time. Right. Anyway. All right. Let's go ahead and close out the pod for this week with local knowledge. I'm going to start with the old man. What do you got okay. for us this week? Oh goodness. What do I have this week? Um. Yeah. I want to talk about customer service i think uh you know let me let me start over you know i want to make sure you guys cherish your loved ones um give your family a call you know let them know you're thinking about them you know don't let the day go by without uh, calling some of your family and and let them know you're thinking about them uh but i'll quickly segue then into customer service i'm fearful that the golden age of customer service might be behind us. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Um, and I get it that these are, you know, hourly jobs for some, you know, regards um, or people that just, you know, this is their transitory stop before they hit the next thing, whatever, maybe I'm just a little worried about customer service. I, you know, again, I, I mentioned earlier, I had the opportunity to go to uh, a couple different countries over in Asia. And I, I was really impressed with uh, the customer service. It feels like everybody's doing their job for, you know, a bigger reason than just the money. Um, I'm a little worried about our customer service here in the U.S. I got to be honest. And uh, I, I, it doesn't feel great, you know, and I get it that, like I said, some of these jobs are not, you know, where they want to have their career, but I'm a little worried. So folks that are in customer service industry, whatever that may be, I'd, I'd encourage you to just remember that your job is made possible by customers. So don't try to tick off the people that are uh, feeding you, so to speak, with cash for products. 
Um, and that, I don't know, it just that uh, I've noticed it in your last few days, our customer service versus some of the other parts of the country's or parts of the world's customer service. Um, you know, I, I could talk about the airline, the difference between the airlines that I flew and one of the airlines was based not here and one was based here and a different level of treatment um, to the restaurants that we, we ate in over there. Not Taste of Texas. Taste of Texas, top-notch service. Some of these other restaurants uh, in, in Bangkok and, and what have you, amazing. And I don't know. Anyway, so uh, for my friends in the customer service industry, I just say, hey, take a deep breath. Uh, try to remember that you're there to help serve the customers and they're the ones that keep you, keep you afloat. So uh, cherish your loved ones and come on customer service industry. Let's, uh, let's, let's figure this out. Local knowledge. <coughs> Steven. Well, honestly, I think Mark's kind of got me rolling. I think two things on Mark's is, is, uh, <laughs> it's funny that the old man that we call him the old man's complaining about customer service, but I thousand percent agree though. So I want to say a thousand percent agree. The one thing I did want to parlay off that is saying, you know, the opposite of what Mark said is is the lack of customer service, like at a to go order, but yet they still expect eighteen to twenty percent on a to go oh, order. And it's like, come on, where was the service? Uh, anyway, anyways, I'll stop there. But again, that uh, is real, really sticks mm. in my craw there. Um, anyways, uh, to my local knowledge, uh, this one I had a hard time thinking about something, but I think it has to go back, and we've used this expression many times before try something new do something different blah 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 right but for me i am doing something new i am doing something different and it's been so fun like i'm watching youtube videos of random guys using a smoker all over the country to figure out the best way to do my rigs or do or do do the beef on the whatever i'm doing right so like it's been new it's been fun it's exciting it's kind of get me a little energized i'm looking forward to cooking versus like oh it's just a you know you just cook deed it's kind of boring so it's been fun um i'm sure that this will last with this uh, especially kind of fun in the fall you know got football on the tv maybe a little bit crisper air really in houston just means a touch less humid i'm gonna have the smoker going with the amazing smell so um excited for that just something new try something new exciting so been used multiple times but new new purpose yeah, I feel mm -hmm. like 2022 for at least for me, maybe for us, is kind of the year of getting the creative juices mm -hmm. flowing. Um, oh yeah, you didn't talk about the podcast with the same fervor, but I assume it's there. But yeah, if we can do some <laughs> sort of like hybrid food truck podcast, we could call it Haddix's Hot Takes. And, uh, yeah, I got be. plenty where that came from. On location entertainment and meets. That's it's an idea. I look forward to the yeah. invite, Stephen. Yeah. Hey, it's... let me. Hey, you know what? Here's my thing: is oh, you gotta let me go. figure it out. I need a couple. Need a couple cooks. Make sure I know what I'm doing, and then then we can all do a little on site. Okay. All right. That's that's acceptable. We can run over to HEB and get some meets and do a blind taste test mm -hmm. see if it's worth all the, the pain and agony <laughs> unbelievable um for me so uh just a quick shout out to uh wwf wwe legend rick flair so oh man uh you uh born richard morgan flaheer so there's a, <laughs> there's another one <laughs> 
there's another one that uh, did it for Hollywood. So, uh, of course, he's the uh, the nature boy. Also, you know, the woo! all the dancing and the yeah, the woo. Um, I don't know if you saw some of those old promo oh, videos. Yeah. There's there's mm. one where he's like, uh, my shoes cost more than your house. I just yes. I mean, just absolutely crazy with the hair and the yes. limousines and uh, yeah. So that's I mean it was all it was all pretty corny and um, obviously fake, but uh, just uh, you know like like Faldo. Um, I feel like I'm I'm fighting fading nostalgia here. You know I I was commenting about how I I feel like we lose nostalgia but like faldo losing uh another legend and um so you, you kind of hate to see that go but of course i mean he's 73 and he did his last match so why can't he come back in two years for you know super slam uh whatever oh, yeah and, and do it again so never count him out um and i think for me just uh you know, a little motivation for the week. I know sometimes on Sunday, you know, get make it a little bit tough, especially if you start looking forward into that week. But uh, you know, just some some things to remember. Yeah, whether whether that's fake it until you make it. I mean, that's that's a good saying. Just act like you know what you're doing. Um, you know, use your weaknesses to your advantage. If you think something, you know, maybe is working against you, you can a la Michael Scott. Um, you know, you can try and turn that uh, around into a strength, Uh, you know, just, just be confident. Uh, You know, you're the job that you're doing. Maybe you're doing the job as well as anybody else would, even if you're making mistakes. So don't worry about it. And uh, you know, per our namesake here, like in golf, it's good to have a short memory. So uh, forget about the past and look forward to the future. So um, hope something there strikes a, a chord and you can have a great week. And, um, Tell your friends about the pod so we can get more listeners. That's going to do it. Another one in the books. Thanks, everyone, for joining Weekend at Berkman's. Hope you have a great week. Uh, We'll see you next week. Take care.